0: if you dare. Listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: Radio. Radio. In Michigan already bowl wins today for Utah State Tulane. And number 21, Fresno State, which came back to beat Arizona State in the Las Vegas Bowl, 31-20. Fresno State had trailed late in the third quarter. In an NBA matinee, Orlando beat Utah and Mexico 96-89. College Hoops top 20 matchup, Kansas 74-71 over Villanova. I'm Steve DeSay. We are Fox Sports.
3: I think that's a good intro for our show tonight, big man. Is the drop in our intro where it says, Nice job, you bleeping kicker. Now, it wasn't a nice <laughs> job by Jason Myers, the Jets kicker. He missed two extra points. Of
1: man. course, of course. Oh,
4: gosh. You
3: think they want him to be in the locker room hanging out? <laughs> right? The pride of Marist, Jason Myers, with two missed extra points.
4: Man, hey, man. Of-
3: it, oh, it, yeah, I know. I know, big man. I thought of you with those kicks sailing away from the uprights. You know what I mean? Because I know you detest bad kicking. You have a uh... – I just
1: don't like people in professional sports that don't do their job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I just don't like that. If you're in the red zone and you're quarterback and you consistently throw uh, interceptions, then it's just. I feel the same way. Yeah. That's not your job. Do your job. Right? You work hard, right? Fighting against that defense. You get all the way into scoring position. You score a touchdown, right? Everybody, all the 11 guys prior to you coming on the field did exactly what they were supposed to do, exactly what they practiced. Coaches called the plays that they thought would work. Everything worked right. You kick an extra point, it's free. It's an extra point, right? And you miss it. That, I, you, that's inexcusable. Can't do it. Sorry. Can't
4: do
3: it, just like Mike Singletary. Yes. Can't do it. Can't, Can't win with him. Can't yep. do it. The Texans win 29-20 to 20 over the Jets. Jason Myers, as we're talking about, missed two extra points. And it, it really matters. It depends. It impacts the flow of the game, where if you just look at the way that the scoring went. So Jason Myers misses two extra points. At one stage, the Jets should have had a 17 to 16 lead. Yep. They trailed 16 to 15. And that changes play calling. Everything changes.
1: Everything. Yeah. It, Every- you, and people could say, oh, it's just one or two points. No, it no. <laughs> they don't yeah. under, they don't understand the game then. Because That's right. when that happens, your whole approach to the next series and what you do in the play calls completely change because you're coming from a place. Of being behind and not ahead that's right and you fast
3: forward a little bit later in the fourth quarter the Jets took the lead there was an Elijah McGuire touchdown run the Jets are up 22 to 19 it's still a field goal game let's just say for the sake of argument Jason Myers makes both extra points we don't know for sure Ephraim but let's just say it would be 24 to 19 we don't know that because every scenario has changed but if instead of the Texans being down by three points, they're down by five points, that's a completely different ball game.
1: Completely different ball game, and it changes. The, I just, you know, I, I, every week we we come on here, and I'm sure people are like, ah, lay off the kickers and all that. But every <laughs> week it's the same thing, and I'm coming from a player's perspective and point of view. It bothers us like nothing else. Oh man, I'm telling you, man, it bothers us like nothing else. Because once again, when we're in training camp, grinding two a days and 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 everything that comes with preparing yourself to be in a position to win games, you look over to field B, and you got the kicker, the long snapper, and the punter hacky-sacking the football into a trash can <laughs> or trying to hit the upright. Right. That's what – while we're sweating, not cramping up all of that <laughs> – you look over to your right, and you see them grab-assing on, on on field right. two.
3: They're playing some Rochambeau. Right. You know, they're, like, uh, practicing. Um, they're playing hopscotch, you know, shuffleboard out there. It, it, anything. The crossword puzzles. Every, <laughs> you I, I'm can serious. Take, as long as they make the kicks, you can take you it. Can you can do it.
1: anything you want if you make the kicks. That's right. You right? just cannot do But if them. you don't. All of those things that are, 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 are that we can't do, they come to the forefront. Yeah. And it, and it bothers us like nothing else because when we get out of training camp practice after film study around 9, 30, 10, they've already been at home for two, two and a half hours, three hours. They've already gone. Special teams meetings is the first meeting of the day, and then they're gone.
3: And that's, that's what makes it tough to stomach.
1: Yeah, I'm like When they book
3: extra points. <laughs> what are y'all doing with all this extra free time you guys have? Yeah, we're just killing time, big man. That's what. A lot of golf. Much, <laughs> kicker's a play a lot of golf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about this? When you look at the Texans, this is an important win for them. Big
1: time and big time.
3: Yeah, it was not a work of art by any stretch. <laughs> yeah, no, really? Yeah, but they get to 10 wins?
1: They get to 10.
3: And all of a sudden, you look at the Patriots who are on the road against the Steelers tomorrow. That's going to be a good one. Should be. And if the Steelers rise up, all of a sudden, the Texans, they're right there for a first round bye.
1: Yeah. They are right
3: there. I'll ask you this. If you look at the Texans getting to 10 wins and just the landscape of the playoffs right now, is there any team that you trust as we get closer to the playoffs? Mm, any team any team because <laughs> every I, team has shown you you know like
1: they it's been chinks in the armor yeah it's a few teams that i trust
3: yeah it's you know are, like th- the dating world when i don't know you, there would a there'd be a message come in like hey girl what are you up to and you're like <laughs> hmm like every team has given you reason to look to sideways, pull back like, and be like mm, yeah i don't know like
1: not sure about this. It's just like uh it, there's there are a few teams that I trust that I know that could crank it up. Yeah. Uh now Papa Bear said Chargers Can now, you trust
3: the Chargers?
1: I think when you're looking for this, you need teams that can bring defense to the party as well. Yeah. And I think can. that I think that's very important yeah. going down uh the stretch and getting to the playoffs. You have to be able to bring a defense with you, right? So the way the Chargers are playing, the way we saw them attack Kansas City Thursday, I can trust them. I know what Phillip Rivers is bringing to the table, right? He is a quarterback that has proven. He has been sensational. He's one of the top quarterbacks that no one ever talks about because – There isn't a lot of playoff and hardware, playoff success and hardware. Sure. But we know he can sling the thing.
3: We do. And that was a tremendous win. Right.
1: We know he can put the ball where it needs to be.
3: And they might be a top three team right now.
1: Yes. Yes. If you
3: look at the Saints, the Rams, Kansas City, and them, yes. You can make an argument that not being knee jerk reaction people here, but you can make a strong argument that the Chargers are the third best team in the league.
1: Yes. Uh, uh someone else I think you can trust the Saints their defense has gotten tremendously better than where they started giving up 48 to Tampa Bay at the beginning of the year uh-huh and d- although they faltered offensively they've struggled a little bit offensively the last couple weeks right I still would trust the Saints in the situation
3: Right, and they're, at least right now, one seed. Right. And the trust goes up when they're playing at home. At, at, oh,
1: tremendous, through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> through the dome, through the <laughs> Superdome. Super dome.
3: <laughs> through the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Superdome, dome, right? Yeah. Uh, I it, look at it like this. Like, I would trust the Saints the most. But this year, I, there isn't one team that I feel like I, I trust them. Like, oh, they, I expect them to win, no doubt about it. There isn't that one team this year. Yeah, it's a lot of parity, which is a good thing—a parity
1: on the upswing and not so much the downswing, right? When you you don't want to see a whole bunch of six and six, six and seven, even though we have that, especially in the uh, AFC. But you look at the top eleven and two, eleven and two, eleven and three, eleven and three, ten and four, nine and four, nine and four. At this point in the year, with two, three games to go for some of these teams. That's promising. Yeah. Right. That's promising. It's just one of these
3: deals where I think back to the Chargers and how great that comeback was against the Chiefs. I can't quite trust them because you look at the lack of playoff success the last couple of years and just wetting themselves in big situations. But not just that. You could stick with this year. You go back just a couple of weeks ago. They absolutely had the Denver Broncos at home. And just gagged the game away. <laughs>
4: yeah. Or you, you look
3: at the Saints on the road against the Cowboys and scoring only 10 points, 176 yards of total offense. Every single one of these teams, they've had performances where you're just like, what was that? What was that? Even the Saints week one against Tampa.
4: Yeah,
1: and and it happens in the NFL. And that's why you all, I always say, man, look, I don't know what's going on. On any particular Sunday, and at this time of year, Saturday as well, or Thursday, or hell, Monday—it's it's football every day of the week now. <laughs> Good lord, <laughs> sheesh! Tuesday night football. tuesday night football time is coming. I'm tr- trust me, it's coming. It, if the NFL can play games seven days a week, they would.
3: Tuesday afternoon football. Tuesday
1: morning football. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. But but, you know, coming down the stretch. Teams are going to falter. Some teams are just not going to have it. A a thing you should look at that I like to look at is travel, right? Travel, indoor team, outdoor team. The elements are in full bloom now for teams traveling uh, across the country, coming to play in the Northeast and, and, and things like that. Are they dome teams? Are they warm weather teams? Things like that tend to start to rear their head and determine you know, the slightest outcomes in games. So keeping it uh, uh, mindful of those
3: things, it's going to be real interesting coming down the stretch. I- I'm excited about it. It really will. And I think a first round buy is valuable. I think that the extra rest yes. and not risking injury and all of those things, it's very valuable. But I think this year especially, it sets itself up for at least having the recipe for road upsets. Because there aren't those juggernaut teams, especially in the AFC. The AFC is wide, it's open. wide open. So I think that when we talk about how much home field advantage means, I'm not going to say it doesn't mean anything. But I think we can overstate how meaningful it is, especially in a season like the, this.
1: The best thing about home field advantage is not so much the crowd. And trust me, the crowd has an effect on it. But most of the time, people aren't using snap counts anyway. Back in the day, everything was under center. Everything was verbal communication. Now teams are at home, going on silent cadence, mm-hmm. right? So it it doesn't have an effect as much as it would in that aspect. The biggest positive number one is the rest for your players. No travel, you get to stay. You get the, the familiarity of mm-hmm. of being at home. That's the biggest thing. When you, if you, I'm telling you, man, getting on the plane and Getting off a plane, no no matter how short or long the trip is, it's just something about being comfortable. That Saturday morning, you go and you go through your slight little walkthrough and then you get to have the rest of the day until you have to check into the
3: hotel. Like All of that means something. It's huge. Yeah, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I guess on the other side, real quickly, if you're at home, you got to worry about tickets and hey, I need nah, this, that, I need five, I need four. You know? that's,
1: that's where your number one comes in,
3: <laughs> right? Your right
1: hand man. <laughs> hey, and in the playoffs, you defer to him and, and you tell people, hey, look, I'm not dealing with it. Omar dealing with it. Omar yeah. was my guy. Yo, <laughs> go talk to Omar. Omar got you. <laughs> like you don't even talk to me. And my my man, oh, my little brother, he'll take care of it. I it's got playoff you. week. I you got know you, better. Son.
3: You know, you know better than to reach out to me. You know what I'm saying? Don't talk yeah. to me. I ain't got nothing <laughs> I, for you. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. You've heard of the Madden curse, but do you believe in the Kobe curse? We'll fill you in about that. It's the Brian. I'm Brian No. He is Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. He's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Also brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back. To help keep your facility running, Granger, for the ones who get it done, getting ready for the Browns at the Broncos. And you're on the, the Browns here, big man. I'm huh? on the Browns. I know. You've been riding that Browns train. I have. I have. I um. I like their defense, man. Their
1: defense is uh. – they're aggressive. I'll say that. And I, I like the new offensive outlook after the Hugh Jackson – you know, after that whole debacle, I like the direction of the team, and sometimes it takes that to shake things up. You know?
3: Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's what we're. I don't know if we're gonna get answers tonight going up against a Broncos team that's under 500. Right.
1: But yeah, it's a weird deal with the Browns. But but when you say that, when you say a Broncos team that's under 500, mm-hmm. I mean the Browns are under 500 too, and have been for the better part of two decades. Sure. So, f- for me, I'm <laughs> like, hey man, <laughs> whoever you want to roll out in-, in front of us, W is a W. I don't care, because they were the team. Remember, they were the, they were the, the the easy walk. They were sure. the the zero and sixteen team or the one and fifteen team, right? So now. For them, they don't even see it like that. They're like every win is a is a step in the right direction, no matter who it's against. Who it's against. And I at, hear a, you. A team like that's dangerous. Especially I when you. Got you. Talent.
3: But when it comes to Hugh Jackson being fired, and how Baker Mayfield has fared, you know things like that. Mm-hmm. They're three and two under Greg Williams, and you look at the wins. They beat a Falcons team that's drastically underperforming. Mm-hmm. They beat a Bengals team who is just decrepit. And they beat the Panthers, who have lost five straight. So collectively, you're thinking, okay, winning three out of the last four is really good. But have they really turned the corner now that Hugh Jackson isn't there? I think there are still a lot of unanswered questions. There are definitely a lot of
1: uh, unanswered questions. Um, But once again, what I'll say is they were the team on the flip side of that. Yeah. right they were the teams that you would say well they they beat the Owen 12 Browns right they beat the the 1 and 9 Browns does that really count they were that team yeah so now to them that that, that doesn't even resonate they're, the fact that right on target you know they're getting after the quarterback and, and and doing their up front they're they're physically dominant defense they really get after the passer it's tough to run against them And now that they have someone who has more 20-plus yard passes down the field since the change in coach than any other quarterback in the league, I mean, you got to hold your hat and build on something positive.
3: Yeah. What they've done a good job of is bending without breaking. Yeah, I think they're similar to the Seahawks in a way because Pete Carroll has said, you know, it's a little bit of the rope-a-dope defense. We're still trying to figure it out, but we're – Aside from just dominating the Vikings, they've had that bend, but don't break defense over there where they force turnovers. They give up a lot of yards, but they play good red zone Mm -hmm. defense. The Browns, they are fourth in turnover differential where they've gotten 28 takeaways on the season. They've given it away 19 times. So plus nine for the season is really good. That's huge. Yeah. But collectively, in terms of yardage given up, they're 30th in the NFL defensively. They've given up I a got ton it. of yards. I, yeah, I
1: get it. Yeah, Right now, the Broncos ran three plays and lost 13 yards. <laughs> right. So, it's three plays for negative 13 yards. That's how aggressive that defense is.
3: And you're right. They are aggressive, but they give up a lot of yards. Yeah, but they're not
1: worried about Case <laughs> Keenum, though.
3: I don't know why anybody. You know what I mean? Be. Like They're yeah. not
1: out there like, oh, well, we got to. <laughs> let's not be too aggressive. Case is going to tear
3: us apart. Don't break. Don't let him break Contain. Right. It, right. All bets are off when Case <laughs> is out of the pocket creating. Yeah. No, not quite. Now, you've heard of the Madden curse. Yes. Have you heard of the Kobe curse? Watch your curse? mouth. Yeah. I, now, this is a new phrase that I am coining right okay, here. Okay. Well, we don't want to coin that because that's rubbish. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking. break it down for me. Before this game, Kobe Bryant went over to the Browns hotel, had some words of inspiration Mm -hmm. for the Browns. Talked about the Mamba mentality, all of that, which is fine. But I rewind to earlier this year when Kobe Bryant was talking to the Los Angeles Chargers. Here's a portion of that.
1: All right, so uh, you guys are rolling, right? 72 don't mean to
3: do it. So he's like seven and two don't mean bleep. He's trying to fire him up. You know what happened that game? They had a lead against the Broncos and just melted away Mm -hmm. and the Broncos won the game. And so now you think about the Broncos facing the Browns and Kobe gave a pep talk to the Browns. Do you have you buy into the Kobe curse at all?
1: No, that one incident. No, absolutely not. No, no.
3: Okay. If it doesn't work out again for Kobe Bryant in the pep talks, he might be saying something like this afterward.
1: I suck right now. What do you think? <laughs>
3: you got a point.
1: <laughs> I need a bigger sample size though. That's that okay. sample before you coin a phrase. Yeah.
3: That sample size is too small. How? Here's the question. How long did it take to coin the phrase Madden curse? It took
1: years. It took about four consecutive years of everyone on the cover getting hurt. <laughs> right. Or bad season somehow. Like it was just, just like, oh, well, let's not do that. Yeah. And then people would joke about it like, oh, and then it happened to them. And they'd just be like, oh.
3: <laughs> this is something, you know, I, I love Kobe Bryant. I'm not trying to talk trash about Kobe. I know he's your guy, Ephraim. But uh, this is before the Chargers played the Broncos earlier this year. You know the 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 Chargers kicked that game away, mm-hmm. but I love this back and forth. How Kobe Bryant answered a question asked by head coach Anthony Lynn.
1: You have that killer instinct to put people away. I mean, they call you Black mama. How, how does that come about? I I, I enjoy I enjoy uh, demoralizing people. <laughs> Isn't that a great quote? I yeah. enjoyed the demoralizing, demoralizing people. people, just like the the Baker Mayfield, just huh? like Baker Mayfield <laughs> and the Cleveland Browns. Just demoralized the secondary mm. of the Denver Broncos. Three
3: plays, touchdown. I'll tell you what, man. That was a nice throw. Good throw. coverage. Good coverage. Beautiful throw. Yeah. Baker you, man,
1: goes up top. He can throw the ball down the field to Perryman.
3: Yeah, how about that? The failed, the failed Ravens wide receiver goes over to the Browns, catches a touchdown.
1: One man's trash is another man's (laughs) treasure. It works in every aspect of life, from a woman to sports to a car to everything. To UCF, they they're they're trash all the way. Is that what we're doing? I'm kidding. Is that what we're doing? You're on a roll. We have been vibing. We have been vibing right now. We got our first face to face. Uh, right, yeah, spent some yeah. quality
3: time in we studio did. together. That was quality bonding time last it week. It really
1: was, and I I left that show like you know what? He's not a monster. Brian knows okay. <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> well, Brian, good. I said Brian is okay. Yeah. I can see what makes you better. The lovely Christina is uh-huh. amazing. There you go. She's amazing. Just just a you know. Not only is she beautiful, but just her personality and just everything. So congratulations to you, my friend. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Don't That's mess it nice up. very nice of you. <laughs> it ain't going to get no better for you. I can promise you that.
3: <laughs> I have no plans on messing that up. Yeah, no, man. I'm Don't not make not her that. some uh, another man's treasure. Okay? No, just no, keep I, that in mind. I will not do that. And you know, our treasure, who everybody else's treasure, that is Steve DeSager. It's like a pot of gold. That is right. It is a beaming pot of gold. And he's with us this evening.
2: Thank you, I believe. We've had a touchdown with the <laughs> Cleveland Browns up 7-0 early at Denver. Broncos went 3 and out to start tonight's NFL game there. And then Cleveland scores quickly. Baker Mayfield with the touchdown pass, 31 yards to Brashad Perriman. So 7-0 Browns early in that game. Houston goes to 10-4 and with its comeback win over the Jets, 29-22. Houston scores 10 points in the last two and a half minutes. Kaimi Fairbairn of the Texans 5-5 five for five on field goals including a 53-yarder. There are five college football bowl games to begin its postseason. Eastern Michigan has just taken the lead with three and a half minutes to go, 21-20 over Georgia Southern. That's in the dreaded Camellia Bowl in the rain in Montgomery, Alabama. Starting up in a half an hour the last game of the night, the New Orleans Bowl, Appalachian State against Middle Tennessee, already in front of a robust 19,000 fans in Orlando. Oh. In a stadium that seats 60,000, the Cure Bowl went to Tulane, 41-24 over Louisiana, which finishes 7-7. Seven and seven. Utah State won 52-13 over North Texas at the New Mexico Bowl. Utah State led at the half 38-7. Number 21, Fresno State, trailed late third quarter, but beat Arizona State in the Las Vegas Bowl 31-20. And, Brian, your favorite play is Fresno State had a runner reaching for the pylon, trying to score, and uh, fumbled through the end zone out of bounds for a touchback. It's
3: uh. such garbage, Steve DeSegar. <laughs> such garbage.
2: Fresno State does eventually win the game, though. NBA game in Mexico City today. Orlando beat Utah 96 96- to 89. Currently, the Lakers are ahead at Charlotte 79 to 56 Mm. mid-third quarter. LeBron James 19 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Celtics are down 10 at Detroit. Pistons 76-66. Mid-third quarter, Kyrie Irving does have 19 points for the Seas. And in college basketball, top-20 matchup with Gonzaga trailing at North Carolina. Tar Heels with 11 minutes to go, lead the Zags 72-62. Already number one, Kansas beat Villanova 74-71. Back to you.
3: Good stuff, Steve DeSager. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I'm trying to figure out how the Browns have given up so much yardage. How have they done that throughout the year? Because overall, they've got some playmakers. Definitely some playmakers. And you look, they're 30th. You look at the standings just defensively. Only the Bengals and the Chiefs who have played one extra game, you know, they played on Thursday. Right. Those are the only teams that have given up more yardage this season than the Browns. Man, I tell you what. Speaking of the Chiefs and their defense, if they
1: don't get it together, oh man. Yeah. Man, if they, because what's going to happen is teams are going to tighten up and we just watched it happen Thursday. Yeah. The Chargers we, used that they they looked at that as a playoff game. They had to. And sure that's what they're going to face. And they look, yeah, I know you can score, I know you got weapons. I know it's not the same without Kareem Hunt, which is a huge deal. It's a huge deal. It is. If if you don't get stout defensively, it's going to be a situation. All well, that talent.
3: And the Chargers showed <laughs> that they don't truly respect The Chiefs defense when they went for two that way oh yeah like that's that's the way it went down where I think of it like this Ephraim. I think that your actions reveal your true thoughts Mm -hmm. because most of the time you get a nicer version of what someone is thinking that happens all the time in life where someone will say hey you know if uh maybe your boss is like hey if you could uh just do this a little bit differently and do that that person might be thinking inside this guy. Why doesn't he do it this way? Like, <laughs> so you're going to get the sugar-coated version oftentimes in life. But actions, there's no sugar-coating actions. Right. They just are what they are. Just and they qu- reveal thoughts.
1: Just a quick update. Uh, the Denver Broncos have run six plays for <laughs> negative 12 yards.
3: That's a good start so for the Browns So they gained defense. a yard on this this <laughs> three <progress>. and out. <laughs> that Forward momentum. Yeah, but Case Keenum's running for his life right now. But if you go back to that game and you're looking at that Chiefs defense, you can't chalk that up to, well, when you're on the road, you go for two and you don't play for overtime. We can rewind back one week, Ephraim, to when the Eagles scored a touchdown. Darren Sproles scored with under two minutes to go mm-hmm. at the Cowboys. They didn't go for two. This is the ultra-aggressive Doug Peterson he kicked the extra point and the game went into overtime. Why did the Eagles kick the extra point and the Chargers not? It's because the Cowboys defense poses a greater threat than the Chiefs defense does. That is correct. Yeah, you're right. And the Chargers are like, you know what? We think we can win this thing right now. Let's just go do it. It's like and West what, Virginia and, and Texas and playing in the Big 12 going for two. You and know? what happened? He they was got it.
1: Wide open. Yeah,
3: complete breakdown. Like, but it's not It's not just that the Chiefs screwed that up royally. It's that the Chargers didn't respect them. That's correct. Yeah, you're right. And the Chiefs confirmed why they shouldn't respect them. So what do you think is going to happen come playoff time? It's going to be a heavy dose of that. Absolutely it is. It's gonna you're going to have dose teams of that. that aren't conservative they that are going to be, be attacking them.
1: They will be taking advantage of their weaknesses. That's right. Every drive. That's just what's going to happen. That's what happens in the playoffs. What That field gets smaller. Everybody gets faster. And they, they always tell players, young players, when I came to the league, they said, hey, preseason is preseason. To us, it's fast. Preseason is 10 times faster than college ever was mm. on any level in any conference. Right?
3: And- Even the AAC? Because that's like <laughs> big-time football You're over right there. You're right. UCF, yeah. See. Sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack
1: I, 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 you. You can <laughs> You you see this? UCF stand up! You see what I have to deal with, uh, uh, people? Huh? (laughs) You see what I have have to come to work and deal with that? I'm just saying, I was backing you up, man. AAC is big-time ball. Anyway, like I was saying, if I was so rudely interrupted, the next level from preseason to regular season – is 10 times faster than that. Mm -hmm. And then it goes up 20 times faster in the playoffs because there is no tomorrow. Mm -hmm. This is not a series. This is a one and done for every team in the playoffs. So the intensity level magnifies. So, I mean, offenses are going to throw everything they can at that defense. And defenses are going to shut down Mahomes no, I'm telling you, not having Kareem Hunt is 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 going to affect them in the in the postseason.
3: Sure, yeah, and I think that I think the weather is going to have an impact on yeah. the offense. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that, and that puts even more pressure on the defense to not suck it up. <laughs> like really, it's like that's the thing, man. You had a 14 point lead in the final four minutes at home, craziness against the Chargers. And you find a way to lose in regulation. That's hard to do. <laughs> that is really hard to do. But uh, I I mean, when you, and I think from the opposite point of view, when you talk about the Chargers, you want to talk about a major shot in the arm because it's not just that they won. It's how they won. You're talking short week monster comeback on the road. Going for two, ultra aggressive, and it works out perfectly.
1: That is character building. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a that's a character building win by the Chargers. They are for real. Teams are now like, oh, the league is now like, okay. Right? They have no fans. They're the team with the least <laughs> amount of fans in the National Football League. Right. They play at a 27,000-foot uh, 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 seat stadium and can't sell
3: out. The lovely Christina and I were there last week. How was that? It was it was fun, and we sat next to – I don't remember seeing Chargers stuff. At least the people <laughs> we sat next to was exactly. Bengals stuff all over the place. They don't have a home field advantage. No, they don't. That might help them when they go on the road. Really? It be it might... Like it's just normal. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Coming up next from the Geico studios, as we get nearer and nearer to playoff time, we get closer to it. I think there is something that is long overdue needs to change. I want to see if you feel the same way. Uh, that's coming up. I'm Brian. No, he's E Salam. This is Fox sports radio. I'm Brian. No, he is E Salam here on Fox sports radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. It's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I just heard something that was very unsettling. Ephraim. Unnerving. Anything else with an un in front of it? (laughs) Our guy, Papa Bear, who you are looking at on the other side of the glass. I am watching him right now. Yeah. He just told me that... He let it be known that if the Los Angeles Chargers win a Super Bowl, he will wear a thong. Oh. Yeah. I said this year. Yeah, This year. I mean, okay, for the 2018 season. Yes.
1: I mean, has he uh, not done that before? I mean, <laughs> that's not really we, my don't, thing. <laughs> we don't know what his practices are outside of the show, so that might not be a stretch for him.
3: I, I guess – this is uh, right. I might regret this, Ephraim. But yeah, what you were saying jogs my my thinking process. What are the stipulations of this? Are you walking to work in oh, the thought? No, he What's is What's going not. on here? I don't know. I didn't really think it through. It's not going to happen, so I don't <laughs> care.
4: The charges are not. Go going to, to win the beard. The if Bowl. the
1: Chargers win the Super Bowl, would you shave your beard?
4: I, I no, no. I I'm, I need some cash compens-
3: compensation for this. This beard is marvelous.
1: You might find yourself in a relationship if you shave the beard. I'm just going to throw that out there. You can't say I'm lying.
0: You are lying. You can't say I'm lying. Man, man why are you hating on this beard, I'm dog? not
1: hating on the beard, man. But you got potato chips in it right now. Look like you had a, a honey bun or a cinnamon bun or something. It's a little piece in there. I
3: had a protein bar. That's what I had.
1: Well, whatever that is, it's stuck into your beard. Just saying, if you if I'm on a date with you and you sitting across from me and you got salad in your beard, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably gonna go home after this. <laughs> Just trying to help you out, player. When I'm it's cold outside, when, it, when it's cold outside, girl, who are you holding? Not that beard. <laughs> Papa Bear, I, I'm not mad at you. Okay? We good. We, we squared up. We,
3: uh, yeah, we, we good. good. We definitely good. Okay, we real good. good. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is this shows you how much he believes in his own beard. Yeah. Like, just go through the timeline of this conversation. Papa Bear says he will wear a thong if the Chargers win a Super Bowl this season. Then comes on the air and says, it doesn't matter. I didn't think it through because there's no way it happens. And then you, Ephraim, you throw out, Why don't you put the beard on the line? And he's like, Nope, nope, stakes are too high. (laughs) Can't risk the beard. Even though in his opinion, there's no chance, no how the Chargers win a Super Bowl. Yep. He has he has a strange belief in the powers of his beard.
1: I'm like Samson, man. Mm. The strength is in my beard. Well, that wasn't how that went, but (laughs) Yeah, it was his hair. Yeah, but that's not his beard hair. Well, That'd have been weird.
3: Hair's hair. <laughs> okay. Eh. Right, well. eh. mm. <laughs> uh, this Browns defense, all of a sudden, Ephraim.
1: they're bending. They're bending. They're bending. Let's see if they break. It's uh, a, fourth and one.
3: Yeah. It's a pass interference call that aided this drive. Yep. And the Broncos trying to trying to get in the end zone. End Uh-oh. zone over here. And uh, Case Keenum, he's in. He
1: did. He did it. Case Keenum did it. Looked like I'll he was going to pull both his hamstrings <laughs> running for the, the end zone, but he made it in. I <laughs> you know how you pull your hamstrings and your quad at the same
3: time. Yeah, he almost did that. But Case Keenum is in the end zone, so it looks like we're going to have a tie score here unless the Broncos go Jason unless. Myers and miss an extra point. Well, he missed two of them today. You know, I want to get your thoughts on this, Ephraim. As we look forward to the playoffs and we're looking at playoff seeding, I hate the way the NFL does it. I think that they should seed these 6 teams in each conference by record. I don't think it should be the top 4 division winners and then the two wild card teams
1: because I, the I agree with that.
3: You're with me on this. Yeah, I am. I'm I glad am. you are, man, because you look at the standings right now. The Chiefs are the one seed because they have a better division record than the chargers right so as of right now the chargers are the five seed which is crazy it's crazy and so they're looking up at the steelers the chargers are 11 and three the steelers are seven five and one and the chargers beat the steelers head to head yet the seedings the way they are right now the chargers would go on the road and face the steelers that makes no sense That's crazy to me it's insane Think yeah, about the just, difference between the one and five seed. Well,
1: yeah, that's what the game was for. The game was for the one or the, the loser. of This game is now the five seed. I was like, wow.
3: Yeah, it's crazy, man, because if the Chiefs are the one seed, you get two home playoff games and you, like, you're guaranteed to be at home as long as you keep winning. Right. You would have to win two home games to get to the Super Bowl. If you're the five seed, there's a You almost assuredly have to win three road games to get to the Super Bowl. There was one year where it was the McNabb led Eagles against the Cardinals, and it was a five versus six seed NFC championship game that almost never happens. That's the only way you would get a home game as a five seed is if you're hosting the six seed in the title game. So you're going to pro- probably be on the road for three games instead of being home for two. That is a huge difference.
1: Yeah, it's big-time difference.
3: I, I just I don't see why you get that extra cherry on top hosting a game if you win your division. I think you win your division, you're in. That's your... your...
1: Right, that's your, <laughs> that's, your, that's your reward. That's but, your reward. But then we're going to fall back on wins and losses.
4: Yeah,
3: that's the way it should be. Think if college football did that. We have all these conversations. Alabama didn't win its conference last season. Right, they were in the playoff and they won it all. They won a national championship without winning their
4: conference. Neither and I, did
3: Notre Dame. Ooh, why do we have to bring the Irish ooh. in? They're in the playoff right now, ooh. and if they win out, they're going to be the champions. And
1: I think if you go twelve and zero, you should you should it, definitely be in the playoffs. Yeah, but
3: same thing with the NFL. Like, this thought of, well, the Chargers didn't win their division, so why should they host a game in the playoffs? It's like, because their record is better. That's why. <laughs> like, their record might be better than three teams if the seeding holds up. Right now, their record is better than three teams. Yep,
1: that's exactly, yeah.
3: And they're the five seed. That makes no sense. No, it's just good. We got to change this thing up, Ephraim. We got to switch it up. All right. If you fumble the ball out of the end zone, it's still your ball. Okay. <laughs> and the playoff seating, it's based on record, not division winners. And then the wild card teams. Come on. It's 2018. We're smarter than this, right? Right. Good Lord. Can we be in charge for a day? One day. We'll sort this stuff out. A couple no hours, not even a whole day. <laughs> it was Six hours. All right, up next from the Geico Studios, the sports version of an indecent proposal. That's on the way. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. Brian, and the big man, Ephraim Salam with you. we got a couple of rookie quarterbacks in action today. Baker Mayfield, of course, right now, Ephraim, and then Sam Darnold earlier this year. If you're rolling with any of these rookie quarterbacks for the next decade plus, you going with Baker or you going with somebody else? I like Baker. Yeah. You're Baker guy.
1: I, I am. I, I, I like his... Um, it's very rare that you have a number one pick with a chip on his shoulder.
3: Oh, man. He's got a monster chip.
1: Right? So, in my opinion, that bodes well. Mm-hmm. That's a recipe for success. Now, if they can do the necessary things, which I think they're starting to do by putting the pieces around him to help... Um. I think the sky's the limit for this young man. He's obviously up for the challenge, which is Mm -hmm. what you needed going into Cleveland. You needed to be up for the challenge and everything that came with that. Firing a coach halfway through the season, that was something that came with the job. And for him to embrace whatever happens, right, And, and, and try to make a positive out of it and continue to try to play well, he definitely has the talent. We saw that in the preseason, that he had the ability. And now he's just, you know, putting that ability to to good use. And the older he gets, the more mature he gets, the more games he plays. The the foundation has been set for him to be pretty, pretty good.
3: Right. Yeah, I think that the mountain-sized chip on his shoulder, I think it's done more good for his career than bad. I think bad does exist. When you're talking about grabbing his junk against Kansas, yeah, yeah and, I know, mean, yeah, of course, yeah, it's gotten him into trouble sometimes. I thought it was just ridiculous what he was saying about Hugh Jackson.
1: Yeah, that was that was goofy.
3: That was him having a chip on his shoulder, and that that ending up in a bad spot, you mm-hmm. know. Like, but I think overwhelmingly, when he takes things so personally, when he's always trying to prove the doubters wrong. I actually want someone that has that mentality leading my football team. I don't have a problem with that. So in terms of how he approaches the game, yeah, the chip on his shoulder sometimes gets him into trouble, but more times than not, I think that's a good thing for a football team.
1: Yeah, it, it does. It, especially a team like um, Cleveland. Like, come on. I mean, right. yeah, it's been no swagger there. Yeah. It's been no anything. Yeah. Right. I don't, I, I think people are getting so caught up in, you know, they've had success, so they they forget what it was like. It was awful. It was awful. Just watching them play and <laughs> and just imagine what that locker room was like. Right? Just take the last three years. Imagine what that locker room was like for the last three years. Just look at Hugh Jackson's record. He's three thirty-six and one. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Imagine going to work to that every day. Oh man. Yeah. Sure. So I, I think the success that they're having, they unlocked the beer fr- uh, fridges in the city. <laughs> All right. They've got. They've gone on the road. They've look at the little victories. Right. Right. They unlocked the refrigerators. They've gone on the road to win a game. Like all of these things are building up to something special and I think they have the right young quarterback under center to continue the success. Now it does hinge on who they're going to bring in offensively, deep I don't know what they're going to do head coach wise, changes mm-hmm. they're going to make, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they don't screw the pooch.
4: Right. Well,
3: I think, yeah. And I agree with that. I think that when you look at the talent around each quarterback, Baker Mayfield's in the best position. I think Lamar Jackson's probably in the second best position with what he has defensively. If you just look at offenses and what Sam Darnold has to work with, Sam Darnold, the cupboard is virtually bare, bare over there. Oh, yeah. Look at the Arizona Cardinals offensively around Josh Rosen. Bear. As close to bear as you can get. Right. Got Fitzgerald's a... at the end of his rope.
1: And they have a dynamic running back who hasn't regained his right. form yet.
3: Because that offensive line it's, is uh, bad. It's, it's atrocious. You're it's right. terrible. Yeah. And you look around Josh Allen. Josh Allen doesn't have a who's who of weapons to throw to right now. So I think that Baker Mayfield, as crazy as it sounds, with what we know from the Browns and how bad they've been. He is easily in the best position to have individual success. And if you compare a couple of quarterbacks, think about Jared Goff a couple of years ago and Dak Prescott Mm -hmm. before he got Amari Cooper, it was role reversal. The cupboard was bare in terms of who Jared Goff was throwing to his rookie season. And they upgraded that quickly. And all of a sudden Jared Goff is ripping it up. So I think it's too early to say, well, Allen. Darnold, Josh Rosen, they're not going to pan out. Busts, they just don't have the weapons around them for you to know for sure what they're capable of doing.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm i excited to see how, number one, the Browns finish up the year, and number two, the things they try to do in the offseason. I'm real interested to see if they can get out of their own way.
4: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You
3: know, I think that's the important part. Did you see, here's a nugget for you. The leading receivers in terms of receiving yardage last week for the bills, they lost to the jets. It was Robert Foster and Ian McKenzie. We don't know who those people are. Yeah, we we don't. If Ian McKenzie came up to you and said, Hey, Hey, I'm a wide receiver for the bills. You would say, I'm going to need to see some ID. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm gonna need the the internet to verify this because I've never I've never heard of an Ian McKenzie. And I follow the NFL closely. Have you heard of that guy? No. No, no, no. Like that's who Josh Rosen He walked
1: in this room right now. I, I am sorry, we're live on the air. You
3: have to stand outside. Yeah, right. Sorry, not Rosen. Josh Allen, the right, Bills Josh quarterback. Allen. Yep. That's who he had to throw to last week, man. They got rid of Kelvin Benjamin. Look at their depth chart. You got Ray Ray McLeod. Zay Jones is a second round pick. And then you just have a collection of dudes. It was Isaiah McKenzie, Robert Foster. Like, who are these guys?
4: Good
1: luck with that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So they got to upgrade around. I'll tell you this, man. Josh Allen is getting off the ground like he's a 14-year vet. (laughs)
4: Like,
3: you see how they're utilizing that guy? Yeah. He's yeah. running the ball like he, he plays for off. Navy or something.
1: He's taking off. He's like, I'm out. Yeah. It's crazy. But okay. you know what? He's big. He's a big quarterback. He is. Now, I don't like another rookie quarterback being used like that, and that's Lamar Jackson, because yeah. oh, he gosh. is not yeah. big. And no. those design runs for him, I know it. they are not advantageous for his long-term success. I can tell you that.
3: Yeah, that is absolutely correct. He had 17 carries <laughs> against the Falcons, like, First three games. Look at this, twenty six, eleven, seventeen.
1: Can't man, he's That's not built. Insane. He's not built like that.
3: No, he's not. He's
1: not built like that, and he doesn't know how to slide. It's awkward. We've seen this. We've seen this before. Yeah, he's just a dynamic talent. I get it, but and it's working. So you don't, you know, they're like, we're well, gonna ride with it. You know, they're in the thick of things in, in the playoffs. Yeah, they are. So, They're- they, you know, they can't – they got to – right now, they have to work with what's working. They have to yeah. go with what's working. They can't just overhaul it and be like, hey, we're going to pull back. They're obviously not comfortable with him in the pocket as much, but at seven and six, one game out of first place in that division in AFC North, they got to ride it. He might, but by the end of the year, They have three more games left. He may have 50 carries (laughs) in these three.
3: three, I'm serious. He's been running the ball like crazy. Like a running back. Yes. Yes. And I I understand what you're saying. Absolutely, I do. But I look at this and I'm like, you've got to at least not establish bad habits, you know, where you're asking him to just flat out run the ball between the tackles and – that's just too much, man. It's too much. I know that they don't have weapons, but when you're running the ball, listen to these last three weeks for Josh Allen, Bill's quarterback, 13 rushes for 99 yards, nine rushes for a buck (laughs) 35. And then last week, nine rushes for 101 yards. (laughs) He's over 300 yards the last three weeks, whatever
1: it takes, man.
3: (laughs) It's crazy.
1: There's some starting running backs would kill for those numbers. Right. (laughs) Just kill for them.
3: I just want to be utilized like
1: Josh Allen in the running game. Right. Use me like Josh Allen, the quarterback.
3: Yeah. That's where we're at. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Starting to see a smart game plan by the Browns. And this is Greg Williams. You know, his fingerprints are all over this. When Philip Lindsley Philip Lindsay is in the backfield. He's had a great year. Yes, they're just like, okay, he's not going to run the ball, and we're going to make Case Keenum beat us, which is a pretty good game plan. Yep, yeah. that <laughs> that uh, that's pretty uh, pretty accurate. Yeah, Philip Lindsay's having a hard time, uh, getting some sort of you know daylight. They're just keying on him. They're like, all right, 30s in the backfield. All right, we're going to gang up for the run. Sometimes it's not trigonometry out here. You know, big man, mm-hmm. I know. it's not that complicated. All right. Coming up next from the Geico studios, there is a great story involving Frank Kaminsky that we have got to tell you about. And also the sports version of an indecent proposal. I'll tell you what the heck that means as well. I'm Brian. No. he's he from Salam. This is Fox sports radio. It's Brian. No Andy e from Salam here on Fox sports radio coming to you from the Geico studios. Become a new card member and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com match. Limitations apply. Brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. What do you think about your Browns so far? Are you from, you okay with them? They're working. Yeah. They're moving. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it's, it's a good game. It's a
1: good That's game. Good. That's good. Glad you're still on, on Team Browns over here. I mean, I already placed the bet, so <laughs> there, there you have it. I already made him my pick. No no need to abandon him now. Yeah, yeah. You haven't
3: seen enough, for sure, to can, abandon
1: them. Can we talk about this? Can we talk about the uh, 100, to 100 Lakers win? Triple-double and three-quarters for LeBron, huh? Yeah, two triple-doubles in the game, though. Lonzo has a triple-double, and LeBron
3: James has a triple-double. You know what I dislike, Ephraim? From- what do you dislike? I think you'll agree with this one. I dislike how people will sell Russell Westbrook short. Not everybody does, but there are some where it's like, oh, triple-double. Oh, it's an arbitrary number. Are you telling me that you don't want a 25-point triple-double? On average, on a nightly basis, it's crazy to me. That's nuts. It's nuts.
1: (laughs) But people use that argument when they don't like the player who's getting it. Right. Right? So, Colin Cowherd hates Russell Westbrook. (laughs) So, anything he does, it's not good enough. You got to remember, the criticism Westbrook got early in his career as a point guard was – you don't pass enough. You don't make your team better, your teammates better. You don't make it easier for them to score. So then he rectified that, right? Went out, rectified it, and now it's uh, it, the triple. The it doesn't matter. You lead the league in the city, it doesn't matter, all right Right. So the argument just fits the player. Right.
3: That's what it's about. It's just so bad when you've got Russell Westbrook being that productive in all of those categories, you, you can't just bemoan that. You can't right. undersell that. It's crazy That's to me. That's
1: beyond productive.
3: Yeah, or or you'll hear this, like, well, Stephen Adams and the bigs, they box out during free throws, and Westbrook sneaks in for a cheap rebound. That's the exception. That's not the norm. You think right. he's just getting cheap rebounds every <laughs> night? That's how he gets to double digits? It's crazy. I'm telling you, if you don't like a
1: player, you will – Shape your argument about what he does, right? Getting a triple double. I mean, it hasn't been a team with two guys having a triple double in the same game since '82, right? But someone to come out and say, oh, it was all against the Hornets. Oh, it, who were 10 and 6 at home and they were 14 and 14, right? Not the worst team in the league by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But I, I think. What we're seeing is the Lakers putting something together now. It's been rough. It was bumpy. I got it. Things had to work out. Kyle Kuzma has emerged as a big-time player, a a, a bona fide number two guy. And, you know, I I, I like the direction that the Lakers are moving in. I I do. do, too. I do, too.
3: and uh,
1: Number four in the West.
3: Right? right? I mean, yeah. You just got to get a superstar alongside LeBron it's, to it's make coming. real noise. Yeah, it's yeah. coming. Anthony Davis? Come on now. It's. I would love – I don't expect this to happen, but I would love for KD and Kawhi to join forces with the Clippers. That's that probably going to happen. Oh, it would be so good for the NBA because – KD is taking a couple of shots at LeBron Mm -hmm. just out of nowhere. If you get that back and forth going on in the same town, of course, you make the Warriors less powerful. If KD's playing elsewhere, that would be so great for the NBA. It would be great for the NBA. (laughs) It would be unbelievable. I want to share this story with you guys. I saw this with Frank Kaminsky from the Charlotte Hornets. I thought this was great. Now, the first part of it is not great at all. He lives in a high-rise apartment building in Charlotte, and the building was evacuated because there was a bomb threat. Gee, wait. That's obviously not the, the no, fun part No, that's not of the this. good part. So what does Frank do? He says, quote, I had to walk down 49 stories <laughs> because they shut off the elevators. Instead of grabbing my keys and my wallet, I grabbed a box of Cheez-Its for the long journey down, Hilarious. end quote. Now, that's thinking right there by the big man Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. And then it gets better, Ephraim. He says this, quote, about three stories down, there was a lady with a baby and a dog and a couple of other things she had to carry. So I just helped her carry the baby, end quote. There you go. You grab the Cheez-Its. You grab the baby. You're a good Samaritan. You got a snack. I don't know if he gave the baby any Cheez-Its. But then he's taking his good Samaritan-ness to a whole nother level right can't there. can't give the baby Cheez-Its. Man. Yeah, you probably he can't. can't have it. Cheez-Its. Yeah. Maybe like you know, like grind them up like to their fine, and you maybe... talking about
1: baby bird them? You want to chew the Cheez-Its and then
3: baby bird, baby bird <laughs> no, no, it to the to not, baby? No, not baby bird it, but just crumble <laughs> them up in your hand, and maybe you get a couple of like little no, man babies can't have morsels. processed
1: food, man. You can destroy that baby's inside. All right, they we'll give it a couple that. of years. We'll give it a couple of years
3: for the yeah. Baby. Before you poison them with processed. <laughs>
1: food.
3: <laughs> and how about this? I like this at the end. He said that he was going to wait for the elevators to to come back on before he headed back up, and he says this, quote, I'm not walking back up 49 floors. That's just not a thing that's going to happen, end quote. I don't blame him. No, absolutely not. 49 floors. He's almost seven feet tall. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No. No. I'm not doing it. Yeah. But I thought that Steve DeSager would get a kick out of that story because he gifted me. When I, along with the lovely Christina, were there last week in the Sherman Oaks slash L.A. studios, Steve had a box of Cheez-Its for me. Wait, you talk about rolling out the red carpet. Oh, yeah. That was awesome by Steve DeSager. But I've got newfound respect for Frank Kaminsky, who's got love for Cheez-Its. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. So I saw another story I wanted to run by you, Ephraim. Go ahead, shoot. Brian Kelly, head coach at Notre Dame. He says that he sees an appetite for playoff expansion. There's been a lot of conversation about maybe eight college football playoff teams. And so I, I'm thinking about this, and you'll hear a lot of proposals. And I hate the proposal of automatic births, where it's the five, like the power five conferences. If they have a, a conference champion, they're automatically in. Then maybe you have a group of five representative automatically in. Then you get two at-large berths. I hate that idea. I just want it to be the top eight teams if it's eight teams. Because if you think this year, what if Pittsburgh, with their five losses, just has a night against Clemson? They're in the playoff? What if Northwestern beats Ohio State with four losses? They're in the playoff? You want a system like that? No. I'd rather have the top eight. Yeah, that that makes sense to me.
1: Right? The, let's the top eight. UCF is in there, and let's roll it out and see what happens. Right. Yeah, makes sense
3: to me. And look, man, I'm I'm not trying to belittle the group of five teams. Really, I'm not. Just hear me out on this one because I've I've shared a, an opinion or two about UCF, but they UCF stand <laughs> <down>. <laughs> they are in the top eight. They would be a playoff team. If it's the top eight and it's a field of eight, they would be there. So this idea of an automatic group of five representative, there are many years where there is a group of five team that's the best that they have to offer that's nowhere near the top eight, and they might not even be ranked. We should not have unranked teams in the college football playoff It's if it's expanded to eight teams. It shouldn't happen. Oh, absolutely not. That's obnoxious if that's the case. Just take the top eight. Forget about these automatic berths. Top eight. That we should hashtag top eight. We're fixing sports here tonight, Ephraim. We're fixing the NFL. You know?
1: Yes. Fumbles out of
3: the end zone. The other team doesn't get automatic possession. Playoff format, you rank the top teams in the AFC and the NFC based on record. And then in college football playoff, if it's expanded to eight teams, top eight teams. So three brilliant ideas by us.
1: Well, I think, I think we can solve the world's problems, man. Me I, and you together? Yeah.
3: You know what? How about that? Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. If there's a problem that needs to be solved. Let us know. We let us you. know. We'll have the solution for you. We're on a roll.
1: We are on a roll. I like what we're doing.
3: We are curing things here changing this evening. Changing the world one problem at a time. That's absolutely what we're doing. You know who's changing the world one update at a time? Mm. That would be one Steve Desager. That's what
2: it feels like, yeah. <laughs> we did roll out the red carpet for you, or orange as the Cheez-Its are, but oh, man. red box. Glad are, you they, are
3: they orange or yellow? Orange. The Cheez-Its.
2: The cheese- you think they're orange cheez They're cheese-its? closer to the color of an orange. Do you think they're more orange than yellow, Ephraim? Closer to the Cleveland Browns helmets color. They're more
3: orange than, than yellow. I've always thought they're more yellow than orange. That Christina's shaking her head like, no, you're colorblind, basically.
2: <laughs> I don't know what kind you buy out of state, but I would stay away from them. Cleveland Browns have tied it at Denver. It's 10-10 with under three minutes to go in the first half. Uh, Cleveland kicked a 40-yard field goal. They'd scored on their first drive of the game, four plays, 51 yards, TD pass from Baker Mayfield. Finally, the Broncos offense got going, and unfortunately, they haven't gotten going On the ground, even though it's a 10-10 game, 11 carries, 12 yards rushing for Denver so far tonight. That does include a one-yard TD from Case Keenum. Earlier, Houston, now 10-4, beat the Jets 29-22. DeAndre Hopkins 10 receptions, 170 yards and two touchdowns. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car-buying experience. To the NBA, about 30 seconds left at Detroit Pistons, still leading the Celtics, 113-104. Lakers won at Charlotte, 128-100. LeBron James and Lonzo Ball with triple-doubles. Guys, the last time two NBA teammates had triple-doubles, same games, it was uh, Vince Carter and Jason Kidd for the Nets 2007 Last time, two Lakers had triple-doubles, same game, Magic and Kareem, 1982. Currently, it's mid-third quarter for Houston, leading at Memphis, 61-49. It was 61-40 at the half. James Harden had 18 points in the first half. A Rockets win will put them up to the 500 mark, 14-14. In Mexico City, Orlando beat Utah, 96-89. College Hoops... Number one, Kansas down Villanova, 74-71. Number three, Tennessee, a 102-92 winner at Memphis. North Carolina ranked 12 beats number 20 uh, number four Gonzaga tonight, 103 to 90. And number 21, Fresno State took college football's Las Vegas bowl in a comeback over Arizona State. 31-20. Back to you.
3: Good stuff, Steve DeSager. I'm Brian No. Easy from Salam. We're Steve. coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800 947 auto The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. It's like my world has just changed. I always thought Cheez-Its were closer to yellow no, than orange. Man. Okay. I'm gonna have to look at Cheez-Its a whole lot differently oh, going oh, forward. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh-huh.
1: Is the stoplight <laughs> Is it yellow or is it orange? Yellow. Okay. All right. I'm with you on that. My wife thinks it's orange. My Does so- she really? Yeah, my sons think it's orange. I'm like, that's really? a yellow light.
3: Oh, my gosh. Yield. Slow down. Yeah. Yellow light. It's not red, orange, green. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They think it's orange. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Now I've mixed up blue and purple forever. I mix up those colors quite a bit, but I didn't know this yellow orange thing. I'm going to mm-hmm. have to keep an eye on this because I'm starting to doubt myself right now. I know that a light is yellow, but I'm going to have to go get my box of cheez It's no kidding. I've got the box of cheez It's on the nightstand right yeah, now because
1: it's cheddar,
3: right? <laughs> cheez It's are predominantly
1: cheddar unless you get yeah. the different kind. Uh-huh. Cheddar isn't yellow;
3: it's orange. I always thought cheddar was closer to yellow. <sighs> I, you know, I hey, I'm not afraid to say I stand corrected. <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna have to look at these closer. I know you guys are right, but I just never thought along those lines before. By the way, Ephraim, I know you're a movie guy. Yep. The lovely Christina and I saw the Mule, oh, Clint how Eastwood's was it? movie. It's good. It's good. good. I liked it. She did, too. Christina liked it, as well. It's slow, but it's good storytelling. Yeah, but it's that's, you're not going to see a
1: fast-paced movie if you got uh, Clint Eastwood in it, I hope. Right. I hope.
3: No, 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 no. It's a slow burn. Yeah, that's, I get it. I understand. But we liked it. It was good. Now, Lee Robert Lap IV, who is our uh, producer here, he's a big movie guy, as well. Big movie guy. And he, it's 50-50 with him and Clint. Clint Eastwood movies. Okay. Some he likes, some that he is very against. Lee, you were against American Sniper, were you not? I was against American Sniper and the doll baby that was in American Sniper. Yes, I was. Have you seen The Mule yet?
2: No, it is on the list. I just got a green book out of the way, which was great with Viggo Mortensen and uh, uh, Marjali. Right? Oh, it was great.
3: Good book. Yeah, good mm. movie.
2: And mm. uh, Spider-Man
3: is probably the next one on the list, right? followed right by The Mule. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Case Keenum with the terrible interception going deep and Jabril Peppers picks it off in the end zone. Mm. So it's still tied 10-10. Mm. I like it. I know. You're back in the Browns tonight. Now, let me ask you this. Odell Beckham Jr., he's going to miss a second straight game. Well, Got a quad injury. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Odell Beckham Jr. would be missing a second straight game? If the Giants were, I don't know, let's say a double-digit win team right now. No. You okay with him missing games with them not being a double-digit win team?
4: Well, right now?
1: what's happening is he's letting people see just how valuable or invaluable he could be. They had a great game last week, right?
3: Yeah, they crushed the Redskins.
1: No Odell Beckham. Right. So now you're opening the door to if they come out and they play extremely well again, clicking on all cylinders, Eli doing his thing, spreading the ball around. I mean, the Titans, that's a that's a tough game, right? We don't know offensively what what what's gonna happen with the Titans, but yeah. we know defensively they're coming to play. They are, yeah. We know that for a fact. So if they go out here and Saquon has another tremendous night. Ah, he's been great. Now you got to start – you know, now I'm not – I don't want people to get me wrong. I'm not taking away from his talent, okay, because Odell Beckham is one of the most talented receivers in the game today. But along with that talent is his selfishness. And if you have a team that has been struggling and when he's out of the lineup, they seem to come together and play better. What does that tell you? Well, that's my point.
3: I hear you. The first thing I think of is I got to see a greater sample size. Oh, absolutely. Because the Washington Redskins are a Abysmal. mess Abysmal. right Abysmal.
1: now. I mean, injury has
3: ravaged the team. Yeah. Any
1: hope of doing anything gone.
3: Yeah, I get it. So I need to see more. It's not as if, you know, the Giants knocked off the Saints last week without OBJ or something like that. Right, I get it. Yeah. I understand that. But I think the larger point is if you look at teams that are not in the playoff hunt and they've got their eyes on 2019. We talk about it's not quite tank mode, but it's a, a comparable idea. know, if you look at the Philadelphia 76ers, they called the dogs off to trying to lose as much as possible to get a better draft pick. I don't think it's as much that for a team like the Giants in an effort to lose games and get a better draft pick because, good Lord, they won 40-16 to 16 last last week. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so, hey, Odell Beckham Jr. missed more than half the season last year due to injury. Do we really want him to gut it out? when we're not in playoff contention, I think it makes sense to do that. Well,
1: yeah, but they got a long offseason. They do. Right? Like, I mean, we're here to play football. You just gave this man $90 million. What are we talking about? I hear you. Yeah, you gut it out. Okay? Yeah, you gut it out. This This is football. This is not, hey, let's just hang back.
3: Right? You making that type of money, you don't. Yeah, no. But are you gaining? Are you getting your money's worth if Odell Beckham Jr. guts it out and plays well while risking injury? Are you getting your money's worth
1: risking that? At any moment, any game, everyone's risking injury. Yeah. Right? So I'm not the the supposed leader of our team and the highest paid player we have. Uh, i like to see some leadership on the field. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Right. Whether we're in playoff contention or not, you don't get paid based on your positioning in the playoffs or not. Right. You get paid. Right. There's no contingent on his money for whether the team is in playoff contention. So that 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 ideal doesn't that doesn't resonate with me.
3: I hear you, man. I I like it, Coach Ephraim Salam, nah, ruining with an iron fist. I like it. <laughs> no, it's I not like even it. an iron fist. It's like, <laughs> what are you willing to do to help the team? I hear you, and this is where I wonder: Is this more Odell Beckham Jr. saying, "Hey, man, the, the quad just is not right"? Is it the Giants saying, "Ah, if you're not a hundred percent, like let's just lay back here, look at the big picture"? It's hard I don't to, know. It's the hard to tell to a
1: player who wants to play that they can't play,
3: especially your highest paid player. It's hard to do that. It is. You can do it as if they're, you know, not 100%. If they're, you know, 60, 65%. First of all, nobody's
1: going to be 100%. Nobody I, I playing today I is 100% I in the NFL. It.
3: But well below 100% right. is what like I'm if trying you to say. Can,
1: If you're dragging your leg, <laughs> then you probably shouldn't play. Right. But if you can go through practices and there are light workouts and, you know, run routes and stuff like that, and they're like, eh, yeah. Right, they didn't even put it up to we'll see
3: how he feels. In game time. Yeah, they're just like he's out. Um, so I, you know, like I, I hear what you're saying, but I think that the, the big picture thought process of hey, what are we actually gaining, by Odell Beckham Jr. who is banged up? It's not like we're making stuff up out of thin air. What are we gaining right. if he goes out right. there and, and right. we win in a game and we get a, a worse draft pick? Like, what's
1: the gain there? I, it's nothing to gain. I mean, he's a football player, though.
3: Yeah, he's just. So that's doing what, what he's I'm saying. This do. is your.
1: This is a job. Like you don't get. Yeah. that. What? At what I, point do you just be like, hey, you know, we <laughs> hang back, right? Like no, not especially
3: not with that price tag. Well, I think this. I hear you, but I think this. We don't question it at all if you are a playoff team, and your seating is locked up. Like the Steelers last year. It was Big Ben, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. They didn't suit up against the Browns in Week 17. You know? No one's right. going to question that. But we are questioning teams that are out of playoff contention for having guys that are nicked up, not getting on the football field. And I'm like, well, what's the difference? If you're looking toward the playoffs, how is it different looking toward 2019? It's the same concept.
1: It is. It's the same concept, but um, I just, you know, I'm, I'm all for players playing. If you're healthy enough to play, then play, especially if you're the highest paid on the team. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to lead or not, you lead through that. That's what, you know, look, I, I don't take the easy way out, right? Because the guys who have to be out there playing whether you're in contention or not. I mean, everybody's on the same at the same level when you're out there playing. Right? If you're part of the eleven, the starting eleven on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball, then let's go to work, man. Right? Yeah. It's not gonna always go your way, but let's go to work. Let's let's play. Bring something to the team. If he's hurting and he can't
3: play, okay, I get it. Right. But if he could gut it out, then and go he's not- do it you are going to do it. You're not feeling it. Yeah, that. you
1: got a whole offseason to heal and, you know, do all the other foolishness you want to do. But right now, we're playing football games. we got three more games. You can ride boats in the
3: offseason. You can do anything
1: you want. Yeah. But right now, we, we're playing games. And I think Ball that's time. important.
3: Ball. Yep. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, you've heard that big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. But what about small-time players? We'll explain. I'm Brian No, He's e from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He is e from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. What is up with your boy Baker Bayfield right now, Ephraim Salaam? Uh, that was
1: a terrible throw.
3: My goodness. That Goofy. was bad. Right before halftime, mm. Browns are driving. They're in field goal territory. Baker's like, let me take a shot. Jarvis Landry down the middle of the field, and oops, overthrown. Pick there goes points. Not good. Not good.
1: That was not good. But the- I will say this: the Lakers did win today. <laughs> so there's that.
3: Hard to get you down when the Lakers. It's Lake hard to
1: get me down when the
3: Lakers do what they're supposed to do. I'll tell you, man. Baker Mayfield in the first half is seven for eighteen. Got 106 yards passing, one touchdown, one dreadful interception. The thing is, Baker Mayfield, he is just not accurate in the first half. He's missing throws left and right. They're open receivers. He's high. He's to the left, to the right. He's just not accurate. He's not precise. That's why I keep hearing, oh, he's precise, the accuracy. It's not there tonight at all. And it
1: happens. You know, like I said, one game you come out, you're on fire. The next game, some adjustments you have to make, that's what halftime is for, and that's what coaching is for, right? We're going to come in. We're going to settle you down. We're going to put, put you in a position to be successful early on, build up some confidence, some chemistry, and let you go. That, in the fourth quarter, that's that's how it works. That's the recipe.
3: Yeah, yeah, you just—I don't know—coaching wise, I don't know how you make a quarterback be accurate. You know, there's no, <laughs> there's no halftime speech. Uh, here we go, Baker. No, but
1: what you can do is you can be call the—you can call the plays to where he has easy throws. He right? had easy throws, man. I, I But I get it. But you can control that, though, right? You can max protect. You got two out on the route. You got a tight end running a drag across the middle. Play action. You got a shallow cross, an overcross, like all of those. You can do things to
3: help quarterback. You can. That's what good coaching does. Yeah, but as a a quarterback, and Baker Mayfield has talent. There's no denying that. You got to help your coaching staff out, too. It works both ways. I'm not disagreeing with what you had to say, Ephraim. But Baker's got to do his part. Yeah, he does. And he hasn't done it thus far. And I think the weird thing with Baker Mayfield is, I don't want this to be an anti Baker Mayfield rant. But, I really, like it, but go ahead. I I really believe this to be true. I think Baker Mayfield is evaluated based on his best plays, not his worst plays. I think that is it's a highlight evaluation of Baker Mayfield. And he's produced a lot of highlights this year. He's had some great throws, some great touchdowns. So it hasn't been all bad by any stretch. But that's what resonates. That's what he is judged on. It's like everybody just watches Sports Center and sees him doing something good. And they're like, whoa, Baker, what a rookie season. It's like if you watch Baker Mayfield all game long, there's a lot of bad also. And it just falls by the wayside. It's crazy.
0: That's For a number one how, yeah. overall
3: pick,
1: it's crazy. That's how it goes, though. You know that. You know what I mean? Everything is in it, you know, little bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. All right. And then you build your opinion on those bits and pieces you saw. When you don't watch a whole game, you just watch highlights. You're like,
3: man, that was pretty good.
1: You know, yeah. you have no context.
3: Right. I just think that playing the position of quarterback in particular, it's not about just those big plays, it's about doing the little things right. There was a play earlier tonight with Baker Mayfield. I need to focus on Case Keenum, too, because he screwed stuff up as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm feeling. I'm getting up on Baker. But they were in field goal range. They got bailed out on a defensive holding call. But it really didn't have a monster bearing on the play. Baker Mayfield took a sack. If not for the penalty, they're out of field goal range. Like, that's a little thing you can't do. Right. Look, Tom Brady did it last week as well. Sometimes the best quarterbacks do those silly things, but you cannot just make the big highlight plays and forget to do the little things right because some of those little things get you beat.
1: A bunch of those little things stringed together will definitely get you beat. Absolutely, it will. It's always the little things. Especially
3: when you're not cheating like Tom Brady. Oh, my God. Here we go. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios Papa Bear Unfiltered. And some small-time players doing big-time things. Okay, so second half set to begin here. The overrated Baker Mayfield against Case Keenum. Is he overrated? Oh, my gosh. He's one of the most overrated players in the NFL. Are you kidding me?
1: Why don't you like Baker Mayfield? Let's get to the bottom of it.
3: There's nothing personal about it. I thought what he had to say about Hugh Jackson was, idiotic okay so
1: that's that's that has nothing to do with his play on the field that's that so let's take that out of it. you can't that's fine can't grade a player off of that I'm not right so tell me why you think
3: he's overrated I think he's overrated because of what I said about five minutes ago I think that he's evaluated based on his best plays and they're not looking at the the full body of work what he's done as a rookie hasn't been horrible by any stretch but he is graded. It's crazy because the Browns have been so decrepit and they were winless last year. Oh, okay. He, he's graded on a curve. He's okay. graded so favorably because of that backdrop.
1: Well, let's look at it like this, okay? Let's just let's break it down. Since you you want to dive into this, he started 11 games.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: All right? Yep. He's uh, completing 65% of his passes.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: He has almost 3,000 yards passing. He has 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions.
3: Yeah.
1: He has a... Passing rating of Mm 93.4 for the entirety of the season.
3: Exact same thing as Marcus Mariota. And I don't see us throwing rose petals at his feet.
1: Because Marcus Mariota has been in the league for four years. He should be much better than he is right now. Baker Mayfield has been in the league 11 days. All right? Well, more than days. On a team that has been abysmal for the last... Two decades.
3: And that's why... Wait a minute. Hold on. Not done. Hold on. All right. I know you want to jump in there. Pro Baker Mayfield. Let's hear it. I'm
1: not being pro Baker Mayfield. I'm being pro player. I'm being pro environment. I'm being pro football. Right? How many names are on that that T-shirt that the fans wear around of starting quarterbacks since 99? A lot of names. None of them on that shirt. Have had the first season success as Baker Mayfield is having as we speak right now. That's why. So when you evaluated. say, but when you say he's overrated, he is. how is that possible when he's been better than any other quarterback to play in Cleveland since nineteen ninety nine?
3: What kind of benchmark is that? When did it's the only better bench than than benchmark the we have? When did being better than the hacks that the Cleveland Browns it's have been the trotting only out there for
1: decades? that you can compare him to he's
3: not but, on a different team he's a number one overall pick it's not baker mayfield versus past browns okay. hack quarterbacks it's so baker mayfield versus the rest of the 31 okay. quarterbacks in the league
1: so where does he where does he he land where does he land
3: is baker, he the worst mayfield, quarterback in the no, in the league no no clearly not baker mayfield is average at best that's where he is And we're acting like, oh, look at Baker Mayfield. He's average. Since when do we celebrate average? It's what we're doing with Baker Mayfield. It's crazy. He's a number one overall pick who's a Heisman Trophy winner. And if he has a good game, it's like, whoa, Baker Mayfield. That's what he should be doing. (laughs) He's got good weapons around him. It's not like he's doing it with what... Josh Allen has around him in Buffalo. God, you're such a hater, man. Right, he's so, you, bad, right? he's so
1: bad, right? He's so bad. Baker
3: Mayfield, UCF, and anything that happens to do with Philadelphia, you just can't stand. <laughs> he plays for the Browns, man. Look at all the, That's the look problem. at all the dysfunction. Forget about that. That's what's misleading people to this end conclusion okay. of Baker on a curve. Listen like, they to this. Got Listen to this. Talent right now. Listen
1: to this. Okay. Right. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Quarterbacks that are rated lower than Baker Mayfield. Uh Uh-huh. Andy Dalton. uh, Well, excuse me, Blake Bortles. How long has Blake been in the league?
3: He's been in for a few years. Five years. About four years.
1: Andy Dalton. How long has Andy Dalton been in the league? A little longer. Mitch Trubisky, second-year guy. Right. Russell Wilson. How is – Alex Smith. Josh Rosen, brand-new guy. Sam Darnold. Brand new guy, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston.
3: What are I, I'm sorry, I'm just interrupting. With Russell Wilson's fourth and passer rating, where is Russell Wilson compared to Baker Mayfield? I don't understand the comparison with
1: those. I'm two guys. looking at passing stats, right? That's right. what I'm looking at. Number okay. one, that's that. Is that okay? I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, I'm two, just like 2018 NFL <laughs> passing. That's what I'm looking at. But what category? You can pull though? it up right now. <laughs>
3: I got it up right now. Player stats, doing? passing.
1: Number <laughs> yes. one is Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, In Kirk Cousins, okay, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Right? It's it's a bunch of categories you can go down. That's but what I, I'm asking This what is, is the first one using? I pulled up. This is okay. the first one I pulled up. So there are no other rookie quarterbacks ahead of him he's outperformed all of them with and much this better is, talent around him. oh okay, here we go and you know that matters so now cleveland has much better talent Yes, they, they didn't win the a game quarterback they Selle didn't Gallyton. win a
3: game that's that's how i'm telling you this man, Brian, is why you,
1: you're not gonna win this one man this one you so is off why, bases i'm not off at all you you mean to tell me you think baker mayfield is over first of all nobody Absolutely. really has him rated high
3: oh my gosh are you kidding me
1: The fact that he has uh, a team in playoff contention that has.
3: (laughs) That's why they're grading on such a curve. You and I were both
1: single the last time the Browns (laughs) went to the playoffs. Think about that. that I didn't have kids or a wife. Do me a favor. The last time the Browns were in playoff contention.
3: Great. Do me a favor. Stop lumping in the 2018 Cleveland Browns who have a lot more talent now because they've accumulated all of these top picks. They've got a lot more talent now than they've had before. Would you not agree with that? Not necessarily. Oh, my gosh. You, I'm they serious. They just picked up Jarvis Landry. They've drafted these guys. David Njoku who is a that, good tight. They've got Antonio Callaway just caught a, a first down. He's that was a, a beautiful
1: pass and catch.
3: But they've upgraded their talent. So
1: you mean to tell me they didn't have talent with any of those other quarterbacks? Not this type of talent. Uh, here we go. Then that's subjective. You know that, right? That, oh, that is subjective. You do know that, right? Have, so, so if, if we're so arguing in a court of law, I would stand
3: up and say, objection,
1: your honor, Okay, That's subjective.
3: Right. Okay, all right. So you're telling me that they've improved uh, by five and a half wins. All I'm doing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead.
1: Let me ask you ahead. a question. Here go ahead, you, man. You jump first, of all, take, Baker first of all. Take First of all, take some of the bass out your voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're not you're about acting to be like co- You're
3: not here in the same studio. <laughs> you, you're you, acting like over right? in Portland. I didn't have no bass
1: in your voice last week when we were sitting next to each other. Now, oh, all of a sudden, you got oh, bass in your oh, voice. Oh, That's all this, I'm saying. If
3: this were the discussion we were having, there would have been plenty of bass. You'd I doubt like, that do very highly. In that voice? All right, here's the thing. The Browns are 5-7-1, okay? They were 0-16, as you well know, last year. Are you telling me that they are 5 and a half wins better today than Solely because of Baker Mayfield. Never
1: said it was solely because of oh, Baker right.
3: Mayfield. All right, they never have better that. talent collectively. i guess I'm telling you, guess
1: where the talent needed to be.
3: Well, the most guess important where it needed to be. The most important position is that then quarterback. stop we arguing
1: are. against yourself. You I'm know you you just out here myself. talking <laughs> trash, man. No. Get out of here. The boy is not <laughs> overrated.
3: He's oh, not overrated. He's oh, he's they so got five overrated. wins.
4: He's they have five wins.
3: How is he overrated? He's hideously overrated. We're talking about Baker Mayfield like this dude's in the top ten of passer rating. He's got the same passer rating as Marcus Mariota. He's twenty-first in the NFL.
1: Marcus Mariota's been in the league.
3: I don't care. It, I'm not you know that, that matters, Baker, right? It does matter. You do. I'm you know no. Saying, honestly, honestly. I, I you do that. know. Yeah, I know. But you're not understanding my point. Right.
4: just
1: going hate. I I, <laughs> I do understand your point, but you're you're telling me. He has the same passing rating as someone who's been in the league for f- for four years.
3: I'm telling you,
1: right? That Marcus. Mariotta, one year ago, no, no,
3: listen, listen. One year ago, you, no, you Baker Mayfield
1: was running from the police at college. <laughs> All right, he's a moron. Marcus yes. Mariota was making millions of dollars in the NFL. So right. for you to say he has How, the same. Passing about, rating as Patrick someone,
3: Mahomes? How about Patrick Mahomes? W- he been killing it this year. How absolutely. Many, how many, uh, okay, so how long's he been in the league? Two years. Uh, how many starts did he have last year?
1: One. One. How so many starts did Baker Mayfield have? None. He's a rookie. Did he go through the the training and the practice and the knowledge of the league like Patrick Mahomes did? <laughs> Look, that, I'm hey, I'm just telling you, you can initial success. You just brought up Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Right. He spent a year behind an. Excellent quarterback with an excellent excellent coach
3: quarterback. That's what Alex Smith. Alex is. Smith excellent? is an
1: excellent quarterback.
3: Excellent. Come are you on. kidding me? I know he's not excellent. Wow. What is Tom Brady if wow. Alex Smith is excellent?
1: The goat. Duh. Are you? What's what? Are you? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> For, are you okay? What Just because Pat- I called a player excellent, Pat- that doesn't is, matter. That doesn't is, make that doesn't mean I made them the greatest quarterback to ever play. What that doesn't Patrick even correlate. Mahomes,
3: what is Patrick Mahomes if Alex Smith is excellent?
1: Patrick Mahomes is special.
3: Patrick Mahomes is, is special. levitating above earth if he's Alex special. Smith is excellent. Alex is
1: Smith special. has won every place he's been. Alex Smith he's is consistent. Far from excellent. Okay. All right. Thanks, Far from excellent. All right. Okay. Very good. Cool. Very
3: good quarterback. Not excellent.
1: Cool. Come on. Alex Smith cool. is
3: okay, but unfortunately, right now he doesn't really have a leg to stand on. So I don't know. Wow. Oh,
1: wow. That's just <laughs> grimy yeah, right God. there.
3: <laughs> this dude's had half a dozen surgeries, and that's, that's where Papa that's Bear's oh, going to hit. That's
1: asleep. just. That's low. <laughs> that's low, man.
3: It was funny. That's, I that's admit, pretty low. That's pretty, pretty low,
1: man. Yeah. <laughs> Man, haters going to hate, man. I tell you that, boy. It's Hater, not, haters haters going to hate you. Hater's gonna hate. You Haters
3: going to hate you. Everybody else is so stuck in the then with the Browns. They are a decent team talent-wise right now. Baker Mayfield has the most to work with offensively, talent-wise than any other rookie quarterback in the league. And we just keep on evaluating the Browns. Based on how sucky they've been, and that's why Baker Mayfield gets all of these inappropriate individual props that he doesn't deserve.
4: Okay. That's how it's it goes. Gonna all right.
3: I'm
1: a truth teller over here. You're not a truth teller. Truth. You're, you're teller. really not. I am. No, come on, man. You don't even believe that.
3: I absolutely.
1: Don't no, you don't know. even believe that. That's why the lovely Christine is sitting behind Christina. you, or Christina, excuse me, shaking her head no. She, she can't believe like, that – she she doesn't even believe what you're saying, and she lives with you.
3: She's watching the game.
1: Like, I know she's watching the game. Like, this dude is a clown that I'm sitting next to. That's what she's doing.
3: She's looking at – I swear, if I read the look in her face, she was like, I could have completed that pass. False. Baker can't. False. <laughs> she just turned and said, you lie. Thank you. Thank you,
1: the lovely Christina.
3: <laughs> All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, some small named players that are making huge plays. I'm Brian No. He is the Baker slash Browns apologist, Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He is. He from Salaam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Nice touchdown pass from Baker Mayfield. Antonio Callaway beat the safety Justin Simmons. Browns on top 17 to 13. Very nice job by Baker Mayfield. Just want the record to show that I can give the man props. You have anything to add, from Slum? Nope. Nope.
1: No, I do not. Okay. It's a good game. <laughs> it's coming down to the wire. Fourth quarter coming up. Let's see who uh, pulls it out for their team.
3: Yep. It's
1: a big playoff implication game.
3: Yeah,
1: is it? Yeah, it is. Both of these teams are still in the hunt
3: man they're not going to the playoffs
1: okay well
3: the browns need what the steelers to lose out while they win out i mean by the way they've been playing sheesh what do you think about tomorrow by the way steelers hosting the the patriots i
1: think in theory it should be steelers um but they just for some reason man they can't get it together no and they can never stop rob gronkowski so you yeah. probably have 150 with three touchdowns.
3: And by the way, James Conner, he might not be good to go.
1: Yeah, and that's really hurting him.
3: It's hurting him big time. That,
1: that that's that was a huge part of not only their season but my fantasy football season. So,
4: <laughs> I'm sorry about that, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But that I, was that I lost was so... my
1: receiver, yeah. my both my running backs uh Kicker, kicker went down. No, I'm, no. Just, but this is real. All my starters, I lost the majority of my starters in skill positions when the playoffs started. So That's I won good. 11 games in a row. And then the playoffs started. And then everybody's gone, <laughs> right? In this very game, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, my big-time receiver.
3: Yeah, IR. and Chris Harris Jr.,
1: down makes a difference for that Broncos defense. Well, I'm just talking about in terms of being selfish in my team. Not, oh, gosh. Gotcha. Sorry. Really, yeah. I'm Impact t- I'm, the game. Let's talk oh, about now. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking he about from me. fantasy. I guess. Yes.
3: That's what
1: I'm talking about right now.
3: <laughs> that was so premature. The reaction to Le'Veon Bell not rejoining the Steelers. And it was like, well, who cares? We got James Conner. Well, James Conner's not playing right now. Well, until you don't have him. Yeah. So having two six in the backfield, that'd be pretty good tomorrow for the Steelers, but they don't have them. By the way, who do you think Le'Veon Bell is rooting for tomorrow? He liked the Instagram post where the Raiders beat the Steelers and it had the final score. You think he's rooting for the Patriots tomorrow? Uh, definitely rooting yeah. for the Patriots. Tomorrow. <laughs> By the way, Drew Brees did something really cool. He had, like, custom footballs made, you know, like a game ball. It's uh, to commemorate him being the all-time leader in passing yardage. He set that earlier this year in week five, and he sent it to every player who had received a pass from him, all the offensive linemen, coaches, mentors, all of these dudes for commemorative footballs. And I had a thank you letter as well. That's a classy move. I like that.
1: Very classy from a classy guy. Classy move from a classy guy.
3: Papa Bear has a
1: question for us here.
3: Um, Do you think if um Tom Brady did that, the balls would be deflated? <laughs>
1: Quite possibly.
3: <laughs> it's hilarious where his mind always goes. It always to, goes there. How can I crack on the Patriots? <laughs> but that's why we love him. That's fantastic. What's the best gift you've gotten while you were in the NFL from a teammate?
1: Uh, I mean, I've gotten phew, Breitling watches, those big time massage chairs that nobody buys because they're too expensive. Yeah. Um, Louis Vuitton luggage, all kinds of stuff, man. Televisions. Ever? Uh-huh.
3: How about any like ATVs? You yeah, I, any I had type a choice.
1: Vehicle? I had a choice. ATV
3: uh uh-huh. or a massage chair. And you went massage chair. That's a good. Yeah, what am I using the ATV for? Us? You could have said, can you put the massage chair in the ATV?
1: Hmm. That sounds ridiculous, but.
3: Yeah. And why is it always O-linemen that get the gift?
1: Because we do I, I the brunt that. of the work.
3: I, I totally get that. But. Right. Why wouldn't a quarterback, you know, spread the wealth? If it's a running back. What why wouldn't do? he be like, well, wide receiver, you know, you open no, up the if Come on, man. If you, if, you,
1: and... if you counted on wide receivers. uh. To get yards, then you you good luck with that one. Well,
3: I'm just, I'm not just blocking wise, but you're telling me Julio Jones doesn't benefit the rushing game.
1: Yeah, of course. But yeah. what is what? Is it? Right. Okay. So why does he I, get? I you? don't have time to go down this black hole. We only have 30 <laughs> seconds. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not going even. I'm not going to bite. Okay, I'm not going to bite. I want to say. I to pick a had fight. Had a tremendous I you. show this <laughs> week. The lovely Christina. It was such such a pleasure meeting you <laughs> last okay, week. We
3: have a drug. Are you, you uh, going to say anything nice about me before we got ten and, seconds? And uh,
1: you know, thank you for joining the show, and we will see you. Uh, we will see you
3: next week. Baker Mayfield's Completely. overrated.
0: Hate is gonna hate. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?